Good evening, and welcome to Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have on Annie B from Milwaukee. How are you doing tonight? Awesome. How are you, Sean? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for I, having me. You you have um, some, some jamming music, and I want to expose your band and you to a bigger audience. Thank um, you. Outside of Milwaukee, and you know, you do actually have um, a, a decent sized fan base. But for the people that aren't familiar with you, can we have a little breakdown about the band and about you, history? Just a kind of little mini bio. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so I started playing music in, let's see, like, I don't know, early 90s. I had a band in Reno. I lived in Reno at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, first started writing songs in the early 90s. I picked up, I actually had five years of keyboards when I was a little girl. So um, it was funny because like in high school, I couldn't write a song to save my life because I felt like boxed in by all the theory. Okay. And so um, I learned how to play guitar in uh, the early 90s. And okay. like all of a sudden, this guitar was like my new playground, like this new sandbox. Like I didn't know what the f- notes were on the frets. So like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, everything opened up like I could play. Oh. So um, so that's when I started. Uh, I mean, like as soon as I learned how to play guitar, I started writing songs immediately because I had, you know, the theory knowledge you know, from the keyboards. And I put my first band together in Reno in the early nineties. And that band, you know, we were doing well for being in Reno and we were like, Oh, we got to get out of Reno. And so, uh, the band was called jaded and the band, um, moved up to Seattle in like 98, I want to say. Um, and we loved Seattle. Oh my God. Have you been no, I have friends that live there. There's live music. I mean, at least when we lived there for a short time that we did live there. Live music every night and always a good crowd. Every night of the week, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. We I it was like love- that until COVID, so, but. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when we lived there, I was like, wow, you know, this music scene is so amazing. I didn't know it was still happening because the grunge thing was already you know, gone. Um However, the drummer and I were boyfriend and girlfriend. And so when we broke up, the band broke up like whatever, six months later, eight months later. (laughs) So the rest of the band moved back down to Reno. I moved down to L.A. and I put uh, immediately put a new band together called Shut Up Marie. And so we recorded a CD in 2001, little four song EP. And that did well because we did some college um little college airplay campaign and we charted on the college chart. Then we put out a second full length CD called gimme. And that came out in 2005 and 2005, it charted on like some commercial specialty, like the new music shows, you know, on Sunday nights. So we were doing well, but the band like couldn't make any money because we were doing the pay to play playing on the sunset strip. You know, you, you get to play at the Troubadour and the whiskey and all that. We did a lot of shows there and did really well when we were there, but still it was like, you got to sell a hundred tickets to your friends and turn in all the money to the promoter. And like that got old. So in 2006, um, so the, the, the band shut up Marie was kind of a punk metal band. That's kind of what they called us. Although we did have some kind of pop songs too, but so, but the Vans Warped Tour. remember the Vans Warped Tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would have been like a really good tour for us to get on. And so I tried to figure out how do I get my band on the Vans Warped Tour a lot of bands got on the Vans Warped Tour by working for the tour in some capacity. So I got a gig working for the catering department and I got hired for the Vans Warped Tour and it was a two month gig. So I quit my jobs and I put my stuff in storage. I was going to look for a new apartment anyway. And so took the gig. Mm-hmm. 
got fired on day four. <laughs> How do you get fired I, from catering? Because this this lady was like impossible. She fired probably half of her staff before the end of that tour. That's but yeah, let's think it's kind of funny getting fired from catering. Like you cut uh, you cut the sandwich wrong. What we're like, what do you you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing is that if it was a really cool gig, she would have rehired everybody every year. Yeah. And you know, there was always new people getting hired every year because disposable. She well, she wasn't a very nice person. Anyway, so uh here I am. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to leave LA to, you know, figure out how to get on the Vans Warp Tour and move up the food chain. Yeah. And I got fired on day four. And I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? I'm I'm not gonna go back to LA with my tail in between my legs. I'm gonna figure out how to make a living playing music and doing nothing else. So that's exactly what I did. I lived I was able to go on unemployment because um, uh, I got fired. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, you know, doing um, just like living in my car and, you know, trying to pay my bills with my unemployment checks. And then eventually I figured out how to actually make a living just playing music and doing nothing else. I was living in my car, driving around the U.S., looking for gigs and couches. Some nights I didn't know where I was going to sleep. A lot of stories I could tell you about that. But um, there was an av- amazing adventure. I'm like, I'm it so does. glad it I did like, it. It sounds I, like there's a book in there called Gigs and Couches right there. And it's like your book, right? you're like a, like a journal or something. Yeah. So it was such an amazing experience. And it was like I was treated like royalty. It was, it was just I think I had a couple extra guardian angels looking after me that year, too. So, what year was um, that? sorry, what year was that? What was the year? 2006 and 2007. So then in 2000, I was driving up and down the I-35, you know, doing really well in like Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. Sometimes I'd go uh, home to Wisconsin and play some gigs there. And then like a year later, um, so I did figure out how to make a living just playing music. By the time, you know, I was doing this for about a year, I was making like $3,000 a month which isn't like this amazing living, but I could pay my bills. Uh, yeah, I could pay my bills. I was like, Woo, winner. So, um, so I want to get, you know, after living in my car for a year, I wanted to, you know, have an address again and have a place I could call home. And so I fell in love with Austin and lived in Austin for a short time. I came home to visit my mom and dad in 2007 in December mm-hmm. My mom had, uh, my mom, my dad had Alzheimer's. My mom was in the hospital. I came home thinking I was going to do like a 10 day Christmas vacation. And I never, I never left Milwaukee after that, my hometown. So I knew I'd end up back home somehow. I didn't know when or how, or if I'd end up back in Milwaukee or if I'd end up like in Madison or something, because Madison's a very cool music town too. I just knew I'd end up somehow like back home. And so that's how it happened. And then I, uh, you know, I put another band together and that was called Annie B and the Vagabond Company. Mm-hmm. And we started doing really well. We were playing a bunch of festivals and, and doing really well. And then I started working with um, another drummer because I wanted to make sure the band could tour. So, um, I, I started working with another drummer because the drummer I was working with at the time had a day job and he's like, I'm not gonna be able to do that. You know, you need to, um, excuse me, stop you for a minute. Before I, when when you're doing solo stuff, it was more like, was it acoustic singer songwriter stuff when it was just you? 
right? Yeah. When I'm I was just curious living in how my you car. changed. Yeah. How, well, I'm just kind of curious how your music changed because the energy you have now in this band. I've always been a rocker. That would really chick. translate before. Yeah, I don't know if that would really translate as much as singer song. I'd be like, what is going on? It really, true, truly, I'm bipolar. I wear two different hats and um, it's just how I am. I mean, a lot of artists I think are like that. I mean, Dave Grohl did that acoustic thing and then with mm-hmm. the Foo Fighters thing. And, you know, I think there's a lot of artists that are like that. Um, and uh, there's been a number of artists that have been very successful with that yeah. bipolar thing. And so that's kind of, you know, this is just kind of who I am and I can't deny my solo acoustic side or my rocker chick side. And that's kind of where my heart is. Cause I just want to, I love getting loud. I, I, and- I get it. I get it. No, uh, no judgment on creativity. I was just kind of curious, like what you're doing with that. Cause you know, you can still rock this out is- with a guitar too. Oh, thank you. It is a strange balance that I'm constantly trying to find when I'm thinking about doing more solo acoustic stuff. And I actually uh, started working on a new solo acoustic record uh, actually a couple years ago, but um, it was so slow moving. It was not like a big priority. The complication was doing stuff. And um, I don't know if that record is going to be finished anytime soon. Unfortunately, one of the coolest music producers in Milwaukee, his name is Mike Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked with the Verve Pipe and Butch Fig and like, you know, he's done some really cool stuff. Yeah. We just, we just lost him like this past week. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's such a tragedy. And he was the producer I was working with. <sighs> so I don't know what's going to happen with that record. It might, I might have to just start all over, but it's such a tragedy, tra- tragedy. He was a, yeah. you know, it's not like he was an old guy. What so was it from? He's COVID? from Milwaukee. Uh, was it was a COVID. It was a blood clot. I know. I think he was in the hospital for COVID, but then he got healed up from COVID, and then he had to go back into the hospital. And you know that was that was just what I heard. I'm trying to get more information, and my friends haven't really heard a lot more than I have. It's been a hard year. He was a well-known, really well-known, very very well-loved musician and producer here in Milwaukee. And he was the guy I was working with on my solo acoustic record. And, you know, during COVID things slowed down and it was just, yeah, it was very, very, it's a really big loss for the Milwaukee music scene. That is a shame. Yeah. His name was Mike, Mike Hoffman, H O F F M A N N. It does sound familiar. I may actually have heard that this week. There been so many people passing young Feels like everybody on Facebook is just posted, just post people passing every day. I can't I know. keep up with it. It's awful. It's awful. It is. Yeah. So that's the that's what's going on with the solo acoustic record. Um, and hopefully, um, I'm you know if I start over, I start over, and it'll get done maybe at some point in the next couple of years. Maybe not. I don't know. I got to trying to feel Figure it out, out here. I'm trying to feel it out. Yeah. So. So then the uh, band changed the name to The Complication mm-hmm. from Annie B and the Vagabond Company because we had, you know, we got a harder rock sound with this new drummer. And not that the old drummer wasn't a hard rock drummer, but I think my songwriting at the time was just like that. You know, we kind of go through these yeah. phases and like kind of the songs that we write in the albums 
you know, kind I of imagine the band doesn't want to have the singer have their name and they're a follow-up, like basically they're, they're the, the, the enemy and the band. Like it always, you know, the rest of the guys in the band are like, Hey, what about me? You know what I mean? Plus, I Annie, starts, yeah. yeah, that too. That was part of it too. Plus Annie B and the Vagabond company sounds like a hippie band. And we were kind of Chaplin, yeah, yeah. more pop rock kind of a thing. Not really hard rock. There were one or two songs that were more rocking on our, on that CD. Yeah. Um, so then in 2015 or 16 was when the, uh, yeah, 2015, maybe even 14, the band, the name of the band changed to Annie B and the complication. Then I just dropped the Annie B part and it was Annie. It was the complication. So then we recorded this new CD and here it is. And, and, it, and it's, and it's good. It, it rips, but we can't get it on iTunes or anything. We need to go to the website. Thecomplicationrocks.com. Thecomplicationrocks.com. It's a lot of letters to type in, but it's worth it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you think it so. Is. It's good. I've been listening to it since you sent it over to me. It's, I really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you. And it's actually, you have a video, uh, was it live for, for the, the title track, right? It's actually on YouTube. Yeah, that was from a tour that we did. We opened up uh, for Boba Flux on two tours in 2017. And then uh, Boba Flux buried me with my guns on. Are you familiar? No. I, I'm okay. the band. Yeah, Boba Flux. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boba Flux. So we did two tours with them and one tour with smile empty soul yeah that, that i don't know yeah so yeah so that was in 2017 and um that's so that videos from footage from that show so it's actually a couple years old by now but it's i mean it's good yeah so we're thank you so we're playing those songs and now we need to actually start writing writing a new record we'll start working on it so yeah, so obviously it looks like you got you're getting your things up. The most, of your, so as you say this, most of your bands were almost like a school for you. Bring you every time you learn something new, you bring it with you, bringing it with you. you. You got the band, you jamming, everything's going on, and like most bands, COVID, yeah, puts a, puts a kibosh on everything for you. That's what happened. Yeah, totally. Could no shows. You, 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 yeah, you had the momentum. So what happens? When a band like at your size does it, because you guys you're making it, you're making a living, but you don't have royalties or other merch, you know what I mean, out there because you're not as yeah. Well, as- thank goodness I started doing a lot of teaching too. Yeah. Okay. So I teach voice and guitar and piano, and so without the teaching, we would have been in big trouble. Yeah. So. That's good. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that is. Um, Something that might go into a online thing. I'm thinking about um, creating something like that. Possibly. It's not a bad I'll thing. Let, I'll let you know. A lot of people have done a little extra things now and learned about being diversified. Yeah. Uh, in music, you can't just do one thing because who knows? This could more things could pop up. For real. You can't just, you know, you got to be able to, when you can play it live, everyone's going to love it. Yeah. But we've learned that nothing's a guarantee. You know, it was one of the few things in life you thought you'd always do is go see a show. Right. Now it's just taxes, so, death and taxes. It was, it was a live show, death and taxes. Now it's just death and taxes. Right. It's very sad. This isn't, doesn't a pandemic happen like once every 100 years? I don't even know. It, it's the apocalypse. I just see four. four <laughs> it's the apocalypse. I just feel like it's just, it's, you know, it makes me crazy. <laughs> yeah, 
as it is, I have enough germ issues. I'm like cold and flu season. I'm like, I tell my kids, I'll hug you in the spring. I don't want to get sick. So just, you know, hug dad now. And then for four months, they go to school, you know, it's flying around at school. Yeah. Even, yeah. They're they're older now. I still too many germs out there. So this COVID thing is like, oh, um, I've been lucky for my job. I've been working alone. I do it. So it's been good, but that was one of the things why I started the channel is, um, to reach out to bands like you and give them some publicity no. and, and direct Thank people you. to you guys. Cause I'm like, I'm okay with my career, but a lot of people are needing, need some attention. So yeah. Thank you. you. You're welcome. It's full circle. So that's why. So during that time you're doing that, I would imagine you're writing some songs, right? I hope you're writing some songs. So yeah, we, um, the, you know, it's like we write best as a band in the same room. Mm-hmm. And um, we weren't doing that because of COVID. Uh. Plus my drummer, you know, he lives two hours north of me and my bass player lives an hour and a half south of me. So just for us to get together is kind of an ordeal. How, how did you guys, and I always hear this with a lot of I know, like some right? People- it's not as bad. I've heard some people are like they have band members like in, in like in another country, like yeah. in, like literally they're like in in like three different countries. I can name a couple of bands that literally they live in all different continents around the world. And I'm like, how do you even get it together? And then when they lie, they kill it. Yeah, I don't even. It's know true. How I know anybody can do it. I mean, just being in bands growing up, I'm like, we couldn't even down the road from each other couldn't get it together. I don't even know how. An right. Hour and a half. So right. I know. I won't even yeah. visit a relative at an hour and a half away from me, let alone a band right. member. Yeah, but they do it. Um, so my, um, uh, you remember Manowar? Yes. How so that is David Shankle. David Shankle is my partner, my significant okay. other, and um, so I guess he like he's the he was in Manowar from like I don't know ninety eight eighty eight until ninety five or something. He did the Triumph okay. of Steel and all that. Yeah. Um, and so he has been working with bands overseas and basically it's like they record stuff. They swap their files online and do everything online. And, yeah. um, and then they fly him down there to, to play, you know, to do a tour in Argentina. Of course that didn't happen. That hasn't happened in the last two years, but right. you know, it's like, go get down there early, rehearse these songs and boom, <laughs> go. That's crazy. Well, Europe, well, Europe has a lot like that. Anyhow, though, and there's been a lot of bands that have been doing this back and forth. And some bands are like, "Yeah, can't do it. I got to be live. I got to wait." You know, these had very different, different opinions on people writing songs. So it's COVID. You know, we do write our song. I, I really feel like we write our best songs when we're all in the same room because of the energy. Do you come in with something though, like an outline yourself or somebody else? Sometimes um, there have been songs. There are songs on the CD that I just wrote all by myself. There's a song on here that Mike wrote all by himself and uh, Flip, my bass player. Um, Flip wrote a song called In My Time. Um, but the majority of these songs, as I'm looking at it, was collaborative. So even lyrics. Um, I write most of the lyrics. Flip writes lyrics, too. Um, always, it, lyrics are always interesting for a singer because sometimes singers are like, I can't do it. I have to write my own words. Because they're coming out of my mouth. It's not like a guitar tone. It's my words, words. And it's yeah. A yeah. I guess, you know, I could see that, but I, I really like Flip's lyrics. So it works. I, I mean, I am rush. Neil Perkins wrote a lyric. Right. Not, it's not like it's a yeah. bad thing either. I'm just saying, but, but other, some bands are like, nope, 
there are great lyrics and they can do that for their band, but I have to write my own lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like that necessarily. We've been working on some stuff and flips written the lyrics and I'm digging it. That's good. So you are a band. That's probably why it's better not to be called Annie B and whatever. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's a true statement. It's a true statement. It's a true statement. So, um, and sometimes I will bring an idea in and then we'll work on it as a band. And then sometimes we just, I just start whatever playing a riff on the guitar and then, you know, Dave, the drummer is just starts jamming on it. And that's how the last song that we wrote happened. No, that's pretty, so pretty hopefully lucky. that'll not, be not happening. A lot of artists, yeah. A lot of artists don't usually get that kind of consistent build of a song. Usually it's somebody's writing and then everyone kind of throws their parts at the end to tidy it up, you know? Yeah. So the fact I, you guys have that is good. It is good. I feel very blessed because everybody brings who they are. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes the complication the way, you know, that's what gives us our sound because everybody is contributing, you know, their own personality to the song. Sound. What would you guys describe yourself? I know I've read different comparisons, but what would you say? I'm to somebody who hasn't, who hasn't heard you. It's just hard rock. I mean, I, I don't think we are like alternative. We're not a metal band. It's just hard rock, you know, along the lines of like pretty reckless. We get compared to pretty reckless and hailstorm. Although our music, I don't think sounds so much like hailstorm, maybe a little bit of pretty reckless, a little bit more pretty reckless comparison. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I can say, I do. I, I would say it is a mixture. I can hear alternative and metal together. So it is kind of just, it's, own, it's own sound. It's rock. It blends, you know, and there's I, I like, uh, compare it to anything really. That's why I was asking you. Cause I, don't really know what to compare it with. And people can hear punk influences and people oh, yeah. can hear nineties influences. But it and works. Then, it works together. And it's, and it's a sound. It's, it's cohesive. The whole album is cohesive with the way the tracks work together and the songs do. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be one thing or not. I mean, you'll hear your yeah. voices, but it's not. Yeah. And I think the songs are all different enough that it's a good, you know, it's like, Sometimes you'll get a record and a lot of the songs on the record kind of start sounding the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, a band has a certain sound and it, it really works for them. But our th- I think our songs are just kind of a little bit interspersed, a little bit different from each other, a little bit more. It is. Um, and the energy is, is insane. <laughs> which is good it's already, Very fa- important. it's already a fast song but you're like you're singing it's a rocking song and then you get to the chorus and you go i'm gonna do it twice as fast now like it just goes up even more the song right you know it's it's it's, it's, it's that's probably like the punk energy feeling it gets it's like it's you know it, it's driving yeah people are like yeah you got that punk influence and i don't think it's that obvious i don't know this is high energy that most bands in rock don't keep that continual energy up the whole time you know uh, yeah, you could say that for sure. Yeah. Maybe in, you know, 10, 20 more years, you'll be like, I wish I were a little slower. I wish I'd say, <laughs> you know, that, you know, right? you get that point in your career where you're like, oh, I maybe I shouldn't have gone that high in the notes. I got to sing a different octave. Everybody tune down. Let's slow this Everybody tune down. Tune down a whole step. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you regret that. But first, you got to get the hit with a song you can't sing when you get older. There you go. What, what, what are the what are your plans now to start to get out there though with COVID and kind of so? Get, but we're planning on doing a lot of stuff uh, 
in 2022 and hopefully we can get back out there and play some more shows if things don't things start to open up i mean so many stuff is still getting canceled right now yeah you it's, know it's crazy i mean it's but you've played a few shows right recently we have played two shows since 2018 at this place we, we actually uh you use the same guitar strings for so far you're worn out yet. Right. i know right <laughs> that's too funny so but yeah so we actually um took a little break right before covid and then when covid hit all of a sudden our break ended up being like this three-year thing so Uh, it's you know we're having uh more more time has passed since our you know we've been able to play shows for our fans so we really want to come out next year with you know just come out the gate running coming out with more music too hopefully yes um we need to start writing more songs and hopefully we'll have a new record in 2022 or 2023 thank you bye bye